0: I won more premierships alone than the other 19 managers. He yeah, has absolutely. Prem, Prem. Boys, we are here to ranch. James, we have James to do James. justice before just sliding right into the top four I didn't want to get off track. This, this good is good one of the best title races. In
1: good afternoon. And Patrick.
2: Uh, You're uh, in a really heated first. race to finish in the top four, and you trot out a beat.
0: What? Be I don't have it on. I'm
2: talking
0: Wow. Welcome.
2: To Prem de la Prem.
0: On today's episode of Prem de la Prem, we kick off the long-awaited summer content series. Patrick and I do a deep dive into the heartbeat of the top six Premier League sides by interviewing some of the most rabid supporters. And in a break from Tottenham Hotspur tradition, they landed first place in the order of our top six spotlight pieces. Ayo! <laughs> and we had a chance to sit down with a good friend of ours, Mark, uh, who is a lifelong Spurs fan, mm-hmm. and he gets into how that came to be, still looking for the picture. Uh, You'll find out what that means later. Yes. He joined us from across the pond to Mm -hmm. discuss the top issues surrounding Spurs this offseason. We talked about Pochettino's loyalty to the club, their transfer goals, uh, realistic expectations for next season, and lots more.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it was a really an awesome interview. Really got to learn a lot more about Spurs. Uh, Past, present, and future, uh, as far as hopes and dreams go, at least. Um, But you know, so I'm going to leave all of that what we talked about to the interview, as we get our takes in there as well, mixed in with with Mark's wonderful takes. Uh, But to get listeners up to speed on what happened with Spurs this year, where we are today, um, they're coming off of what I would say is one of their most successful seasons in recent terms, Mm -hmm. uh, recent years rather. Um, They have obviously this brand new, fantastic stadium. So they bought nobody in the summer, Mm -hmm. nobody off, nobody in the winter. Uh, they did just buy somebody recently uh, to kind of expand. Since since our uh, interview with Mark, so it was more speculative at the time. But yeah. um, should I butcher this name before you correct me? Why don't you have a go? Um, forget his first name, but Endombele on the money, on the money. Great for a midfielder from Lyon, uh, who you know we touched on what he might mean mm-hmm. to their squad, and he is actually in their squad mm-hmm. now. Um, great addition, I think, for them. Uh, but yeah, the season that was fourth place finish in the Premier League in a. Um, you know they had a a good start to the year. Looked like they might contend with Liverpool and City, and then fell off into the to the rest of the pack. But then were able to get back into the Champions League. Speaking of Champions League, as close to a team of yeah. destiny as you could see. Yeah. You know, um, I think at least two goals winners in the group stage that saw them through to the knockout stage. Then comeback wins in every single every single stage. Most notably, um, the epic epic game at. Um, at Ajax, where they scored Lucas Moura, the three hat-trick goals. Yeah. Right? One of the best games of the season. I mean, I, I even found myself excited by that moment until I remembered I was it an was Arsenal It was the fan. day
0: after the Liverpool-Barca game. Right. Where people were like, how can you top this? Right.
2: In spur, yeah, yeah Spurs said, "Hold my beer," and went and topped
0: it. And it's a, it's a shame we didn't talk about this with Mark really too much in depth. So I'll bring it up here, but it didn't hit me how many times they came back throughout right. the course of that run right. until I think Fox put together some highlight package about, that was yeah. like five minutes to go against Barcelona, five minutes to go against Inter in the group stage. It was, it was a really amazing accomplishment, and I think Mark mentioned that. By the time they were in the final, they were just in a very Spursy mentality, just happy to be there.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. unfortunate start to the Champions League game with the handball, but um, yeah, all in all, I would say a successful season for them. Kane and Erickson, um, you know, continued to you know improve upon their already great form as top players in the Premier League, and Hung Ming Song really kind of came out of nowhere. Maybe not nowhere, but relative to where he finished. Right. You know, what what a season he had. Uh, Musa Sissoko really reinventing himself, which Mark really will touch on uh, in in, in his talk. Uh, We touched on Lucas Moura. I mean, Mm -hmm. moment moment of the season, maybe moment.
0: Some say the team is still on his back.
2: Yeah. (laughs) What did the, um, I think, PSV joked around on their Twitter or something when the transfer window opened that they, they said, hey, Ajax, we're thinking about sending Lucas Mora What do you think? Just to kind of Trigger all of those fans over there. Nothing like Dutch chirping. Yeah. It's very polite and respectful. Um, but yeah, no, we had a great talk with Mark. And so, James, why don't you take us in?
0: Yeah. So without further ado, here it is. The Tottenham Hotspur edition of the Prem de la Prem Summer Content Series. Our interview with Mark the Spurs fan is brought to you by SodaStream, the right bottle for the job. Hey Patrick, since when did corporate America get to decide how fizzy your drink should be?
2: I don't know, but I hate big fizz. Yeah,
0: with the power of SodaStream's carbonating cylinder at your fingertips, you
2: dictate the terms of your sparkling beverage, just like our ancestors did. Damn straight. Just a one-month trial with the patented SodaStream kit will have you say, Mmm, mmm, them bubbles are good. SodaStream, if it's not worth bottling, you're not going to be drinking it.
0: Hello and welcome back to a very special summer content series episode of Prem de la Prem. Today we are joined of course by my co-host Patrick Crowley. Hello, hello. And in a very spursy edition of the summer content series, we're joined by our good friend and colleague, uh, Mark, Um, joining us from across the pond over in England. That's a little little boast about our reach now. Um, So (laughs) Mark, it's great to have you on. Hey, thanks very much. Thanks, James. Yeah, of course. Um, so as I mentioned, this will be a this will be a Tottenham Hotspur focused episode, and it's also coming on a very special day because it is David Moyes' contract day.
2: His uh, <laughs> his United
0: contract just ended, so we're all taking a moment to celebrate that. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, I, no, it feels great. Just free up the wage gap a little bit, and um, yeah, no, Mark. Uh, so you're coming on specifically to talk to us today a little bit about uh, the other North London team, the uh, Tottenham uh, yeah. Hotspurs, and uh, I think. The way we like to start off any kind of interview we have specific to a team is, you know, you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into football and maybe how you became a Spurs fan. And then we can do um, a few other questions and games after that.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, So I guess uh, I've got a reasonably decent story about how I became a Spurs fan. Um, I uh, actually live in a town called Ipswich, uh, which is a pretty crappy town on the East Coast. They've got a football team. Um, as a football team, uh, when I was a kid, they actually used to be pretty good. They won the UEFA Cup in 1981. Uh, they won the FA Cup in 1978, but that was the last time they were any good. It was really way back then. Right. Uh, so my uh, dad took me to maybe my second game of football, and we were sitting in the corner of uh, Ipswich's Stadium, which is Portman Road, And uh, in the corner, right down by the front, and I was amazed there were no fences or nothing like that. You could basically just rest against the the concrete wall, if you like. And I remember being the the, the corner flag was right in front of me. And uh, I was thinking, gee, if a player comes and takes a corner, I'll be able to talk to him or say hello or something like that. (laughs) This is what I was thinking. And uh, lo and behold, Glenn Hoddle came yeah. over to the corner and uh, I leant over the wall and touched the back of his shirt.
0: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know, he- escorted out.
1: Yeah, well, actually, actually, no, in those days, I was on Match of the Day. I actually think there was a highlight about me, like, reaching through and touching, you know, and he turned around and he gave me a little pat on the head and then took the corner. And, of course, obviously I had to be a Spurs fan ever since then. Completely, yeah, uh, yeah that was it. So- That's um, pretty remarkable yeah
0: literally touched by god in a funny <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so glenn, Hod- glenn Hoddle is god in this situation
2: yeah we're gonna have to we're gonna go through a, a, a little youtube rabbit hole to try and find that for our social media content see if that's on oh yeah match of the if, day there if, if we can find that <laughs> we can we can bring it back yeah we'll go searching <laughs> yeah sure i'm wearing a very
1: very turquoise blue t-shirt and i have uh, quite blonde hair back then obviously i don't have any hair anymore so we'll leave it back. <laughs>
0: Um, yeah, we'll go digging through the archives yeah, yeah. on that one. Um, and then how was how was the progression of being a Spurs fan? Because I imagine that happened uh, when you were when you were a young lad. And then um, yeah. how how was how was it you know growing up and watching them be a glorified cup team?
1: Well, um, yeah, exactly. They were a glorified cup team. Um, this is for obviously for Pat's enjoyment as well. But uh, the, when I when you know when I was young, so let's make this seven or eight. Um, they had two great players. Well, they had a couple of great players, but obviously one was Aussie Idealers, who you guys might
0: have heard of. Um, uh, have you heard of Ozzy? Yeah, you, um, it was him and another Via, right? The, the yeah. two foreigners who were playing in the Premier League.
1: Yeah, of course. If you've ever seen that wonderful movie, Escape to Victory, um, with the uh, football team, which is managed by Michael Caine, uh, half of that side is made up of Ipswich and Tottenham players. Uh, that's the Allied side that goes against the Germans and one of those players was uh, Ozzy Ardilis. Uh Pele is in it. If you've never seen this movie, you must watch it because um, the highlight of the movie is really Pele scoring an overhead kick but in in the days of pre-great special effects, the only special effect you could apply in this movie was slow motion and they replay <laughs> they replay the Pele free kick maybe ten, twenty times um, as the you know as the crux of the apex of the movie so, if you've never seen it, you must watch it. It's an amazing movie.
2: I'm seeing um, uh,
0: Sylvester Stallone's in this. I don't. I can't possibly see how that fits in. Yeah, we yeah. just
2: uh, figured out our afternoon plans here, Mark. No, that's great. So Sylvester Stallone
1: has an amazing part in it. Actually, he plays. He basically plays himself. It's quite awesome. Uh, there's no, there's no uh, tricks to his performance. Um,
2: <laughs> there so, really are.
1: No, they really aren't. But. Um, I was just going to say you were talking about experiences. Well, uh, Spurs won two FA Cups when I was a kid, nineteen eighty-one and even nineteen eighty or nineteen eighty-two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was a, it was a great team back then. That was you know Glenn Hoddle's team really. Uh, and uh, after that, it all went downhill um, for about twenty years. So yeah, we've had uh, we've had a, a bit of a barren spell. You know, eighty-seven. I think we lost the. I think we lost the FA Cup to Coventry in eighty-seven, if I remember. Mm. Famous uh, Coventry. Yeah, famous Coventry. Paul, um, I mean, feel very so, bad for them now.
0: Mm. All my knowledge, most of my knowledge, is coming from a quick Wikipedia search, and what I've gathered is uh, you mm. guys most recently won the FA Cup in ninety-one. Is was that That's was right. that a, was that a Lineker team?
1: I've got a feeling that would have been a Lineker team. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. I just I'm trying to place it. That was. Maybe it was also uh,
0: long ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it, that
1: was, if that was ninety, Italia ninety, I think that was Gascoigne's free kick against Arsenal in the semi final. If ooh. I remember,
2: I don't. I, think, I don't quite remember myself, Mark. But uh, I'll yeah, give it yeah, to yeah, you sure. on that one. I'll give it to you on yeah. that one.
1: Well, I, I will. I, I mean, Pat, just for your own educational purposes, have a YouTube on Paul Gascoigne, top right hand corner, about thirty five yards out. He's writing it down.
2: Yeah, can you spell that last name for me?
1: uh, Gascoigne. So that's Gaza. You must have heard of Gaza. I hope so. i <laughs> <Yes.
2: laughs> yeah, no, Gascoin, no, just having a go yeah. trying to bring this, the, 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 the visual element to our podcast, but no, I was yeah. writing that down. I will have a go. Yeah. No, have no, a look. A look.
1: Yeah. I you're, do you're remember that. That's all right. I, I do remember the look on David Seaman's, face as, uh, David Seaman's face as that went past him into the top corner. It was a oh, special great. moment in
0: my life. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, we've kind of we've kind of danced around it with um, with these callbacks, mm. but I was curious specifically what your favorite memory was um, as a fan, if you have one.
1: Arthur for Tottenham, particular era or just any memory? Um, Mo-
0: like a moment or a, or a win?
1: Yeah, uh, let me think. I mean, I've referred to that free kick. That was something. That was something that was very sort of special and unexpected. And uh, James, I don't know if you remember much, or you could, remember if you, you know, if you ever grew up around Paul Gascoigne. He was fated at the time as basically the great, the great hope of English football.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, he was a Geordie boy, and he was, uh, I guess, another another one of my favourite football characters was this manager Bobby Robson, who took England yep. to the semi-final in 1990 and him and Gazza had a very special relationship. I of think, um, I think that if I was to think about this season, um, Kieran Trippier didn't really have a great season and he scored one of the goals of the season, I think. And that was the own goal he scored against <laughs> Chelsea. <I think. laughs> you
2: had me racking my
1: brain for what, what Trippier Yeah. Banger trip yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was uh, as cool a finish as you've ever seen in your life. It was uh, quite a, quite an amazing own goal so yeah
2: um, I was, I was right it. in the midst of the the uh, who wants to win the top four series we yeah. had on the show where yeah. every every team in the three to six range just seemed to be bottling every chance they got
1: yeah, yeah that's I mean that's right I mean Spurs had that they had that lean spell they had that great spell I mean it, this is the thing we can talk we can obviously talk Tottenham as much as you want I don't want to bore you but um I felt like they overachieved this year in so many ways like uh I, um that that run that they went on where I, you know there was a brief there was obviously this whole season has been about Manchester City and Liverpool mm-hmm. but I don't I don't know if you remember maybe I think it was the end of November Spurs were second and yeah. there was just that little thing about oh could Spurs do it and obviously not I knew that straight away it was like it was... There, was no question, there was no question in my mind that we could but they they just had a great run and uh, it looked really interesting for a while. Yeah, um,
0: I, Mark, I remember reading the papers, I think it was in December, saying it was a three-horse race, and I think it was the second Spurs was talked about
2: in the title race was when it fell apart. I don't know if it was a game against, was it a game against Wolves there in December that they lost at yeah, home? Yeah, I, uh, I remember that being a backbreaker. Yeah, that, well, I mean, it was just, the, it's the pace at the top of the table. There's so, if you want to compete, there's just no margin for error. Yeah, um,
1: absolutely. I mean, it was, It's it's been that way. Obviously, this season was just, you know, City and Liverpool were just uh, unbelievable this year. Like, it's uh, a testament to Liverpool, to be honest, to be able to keep up. Because yeah. City were phenomenal.
0: And yeah, and no doubt. I, I think the, the element in this season was that it was a two-horse race all the way to the end. It wasn't quite the 100-point season of uh, the previous year when City won it on 100. But I remember feeling the same way as a United fan, where second wasn't even an achievement, even though it was 81 points I think, the same amount of points that Leicester won the title with. And uh, it was still so far off the galaxy of football that, that City was producing. And then this season, again, Liverpool and, and City.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I think the challenge for you know, us three, being Man U, Spurs and uh, Arsenal, the challenge for us is... Thank
0: you for grouping them together. <laughs>
1: yes, thank well, you. <laughs> well, we just sort of had to in this instance because we have to find a way to sort of like get back up there. And um, I, I just... Uh, I don't know if Spurs have enough money to even think about that this year. Maybe, maybe a year or two, but it's a, uh, it's it's a golf. It, I think the golf in consistency, the quality. Unfortunately, it's a big golf right now. I think.
0: Yeah, I think um, you're 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 touching on a lot of the, the the match notes that I've written down. We did skip past my word association game of what does what does what does mean to you, but we can come back to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll come back to that because we have been talking now. Um, around a pretty pointed question that I wanted to ask you, and I think you touched on it, but would you consider this most recent season um, for Spurs, this last season, their most successful in recent memory? Because you guys haven't finished outside of the top four since 2015, and when you pair that with a runners-up um, accolade in the Champions League, it it ended up feeling pretty good considering, you know, the, the lack of signings and, and everything that went on.
1: Well, just just to prove that I listened to your podcast, i um, Pat did say in the last podcast about how Spurs were finally gritty this year, um, actually showing a little bit of mental fortitude. And I think um,
2: you're talking about me or about Spurs?
1: Well, maybe both of you. Who knows? Uh, I, I don't know. Really we're well enough. But um, let's just say uh, it was amazing. Like that that um, that Champions League run. Uh, I apart from the game against Dortmund. And funnily enough, the game against Liverpool at the end—I don't think Spurs deserved to win the other two. They just—they just fought. They hung in there. It was just such a uh, that those performances came from places that Spurs were never able to, you know, to do before. And I think that's um, the only thing that makes that happen is Pochettino. I think uh, he's—I think he's been a remarkable manager. Um, and I think you know that that hat trick that Mora got in the semi-final. I mean. You know, if you put that in a Royal of the Rovers football comic, you're not going to believe that. Like, mm-hmm. how 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 that happened, watching it, um, not just the hat trick, not just what it was, but Spurs was so – I don't want to use a four-letter word in your podcast. I'm sure this is uh, PG-rated. So let's just say Spurs were awful in that first half against AX. They were uh, awful.
0: Um, <laughs> I'm glad you didn't you dive know. too far back into the podcast archives. Because... No, sure.
1: sure. Um, but they but... were awful that was like the worst 45 minutes I've seen Spurs play. Like it was.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, to, to, to pull, to pull themselves back from that, uh, to lose to Liverpool in the final, to be honest, I wasn't that unhappy, not because I wanted Liverpool to win. I'm obviously a Spurs fan. I was unhappy with the loss, but I felt like we were lucky to be there and I felt it it was great to be there. You know, it's just, I'm, you know, I'm 45 years old. I might not see that game again. Right. That's, That's the way Tottenham are. We may not get there again, and if we do, be great. Um, But for me, that was that was a great night. It was it was a great spectacle, and that Sissoko handball. I swear, man, I just don't I don't understand how the handball handball rules work these days. It's just it's crazy.
2: Yeah, I, I think that you know, as as much as I didn't want to see Spurs win a trophy, to have that call affect the game that early. Um, that was that was pretty brutal. That was tough to watch. Uh, you know, and you're you, you hit a, a real sensitive point for us. We talk about the handball rule just about every chance we get. Uh, it needs it's it's just too
0: no amount it's of, too subjective. No amount of VAR. Intent. No yeah. amount of watching that at different angles is going to help change a very vague rule.
2: Yeah, and yeah. and I mean it, it, just the consequences of the penalty. You know, it it it, it almost looked like Mane picked out Sissoko's arm. And just you know had a had a shot at it and won the ref's heart in that in that instance. But uh, we're, we're yeah that that's, that was a great answer. We're we're digressing a little bit talking about the handball role, but such is prem de la prem. Uh, but no, I'm 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 glad that you have that recognition for Pochettino. I feel like he um, has got gotten a lot of stick as the manager of Spurs for not winning. I think that that's you know one of the one of the things that I've heard uh, a lot of people talk about with him, but. Um, one of my questions for you is, you know, he's going to become a more and more sought-after manager. What what does Tottenham need to do to keep him? Does it require him winning a trophy? Will he win a trophy? What other clubs are going to come calling?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I think uh, so. A couple of things with Pochettino. I think that firstly, I think he's a very intelligent manager. Mm.
2: Uh,
1: I, I and I I don't say that with disrespect to any others, but I just feel like sometimes the cerebral quotient i guess of certain managers lacks and he's uh he's a very smart guy um he talks a loyal book uh I, I like i literally i mean can anyone think that when he got his new contract last year someone from one of the big six clubs in europe would have been talking to him and uh he's stuck with spurs with that new contract yeah and um, he knew they were funding a new stadium it's not like he would have known it's not like he would have gone oh i didn't know we were going to spend no money he knew but he uh pochettino talks his book and i think in terms of you know what clubs will come calling i think they will all come calling to be honest uh, james i was surprised that ollie got the nod at manchester united without them talking to poch first like i just think it's
0: i are think you, he, are you questioning the uh leadership and football acumen of the great ed woodward <laughs> sir ed woodward <laughs> Yeah, well I mean, um yeah I am.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a sanity check in
2: your past, yeah. Uh,
0: Everyone should. Yeah, Yeah, I think we got hooked on a feeling and uh didn't let go.
2: No,
0: I mean look, I I just think that sorry,
1: and answering your question more specifically, I think he's very smart. I think tactically he sometimes takes a little while to adapt in game. Um Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of making use of your resources, in terms of maximizing what you have, and in terms of, basically, he's, he's done all this with Tottenham in the last five years, and I think the club has made a net transfer profit. I mean, what, what club in the top six, apart from Leicester three years ago, which is another memory, but, yeah. you know, what, what club has done that, and what manager has done that, and to think that, you know, I, I always laugh about the fact Claudio Ranieri did that with Leicester, and he was out of a job next season. Like, oh, I know. It's, you know, it's it's crazy stuff. This is a it's, a it's a crazy industry, and I think Pochettino could go to any club. I literally think he could go to any club. The one club he won't go to, he said, is Barcelona. I know, because of his loyalty to Espanol.
0: So we're not That's ruling it. out we're not ruling out Arsenal.
2: <laughs> well, you know well, what a shift that would be. But the, it would be a the shift, evening. but you know.
1: Knowing, knowing Pochettino, he would be a secret agent. He'd grow over there. He'd fuck you guys up. And then, um, just, like, just like George Graham did to us,
2: let's be honest. Yeah. Fair play. Uh, no, now, yeah. That was um, another thing that it, it's, it's, it's a little scary to draw the corollary, but um, looking at uh, when Arsene Wenger took Arsenal through the building of the Emirates, you know things were lean on the transfer market. He earned a lot of loyalty, I think, from the board. And, you know, you mentioned, you know, uh, you know the, the, how quickly we can fire managers these days or managers can leave over, you know, expectations that seem too lofty. You know, maybe, I mean, this may be a little optimistic for from a Spurs perspective, a way to look at this is Pochettino is kind of sacrificing a little bit in the short term to gain long term job security. Mm-hmm. And he's willing to stay at Tottenham through these times, build his identity, build his club, and then... With that new stadium, that's built for the Champions League. I mean, I hated to see it, but that place was electric in the Champions League. You know, it's just mm, the, yeah. the way that thing just pops. It's it's and it's, it's th- a sexy stadium. It, it, what, it, this could this be the beginning of a long run for Poch? Is that a, another a way, a way to look at this? The
0: one thing I was going to add quickly uh, was it also feels like there is upward tra- trajectory in growth, and as these seasons progress, it's not like he's just burning time. You know, not really. That's a good point. Not really, you know, seeing any growth in his team. I feel like he's bringing the club in an upward direction, and if that's enough, and he can see promise at the end of it, why wouldn't he stay? Mark mentioned it. Maximizing his resources. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, I mean, the thing I'll say about the thing I'll say about him, just like this, is my favorite example. I think of what he can do is his man management is second to none. Like he he takes Danny Rose, who is a talented footballer who can be a little bit wayward and turns him into arguably like one of the top two left backs in England. He makes Carl Walker arguably one of the top right backs in England and Carl Walker could not cross a ball before Pochettino got there. Let's be honest. He's, Mm. you know, fast and what he did with, I mean, you can look at this both ways. They bought Sissoko. I mean, the, the, you know, the joke about Sissoko is obviously it's not even a joke. He was terrible for his first season and a half. Moussa Sissoko's season last year was helped by Pochettino basically putting him in places where he could maximize his abilities yeah. and he ends up being he ends up being their best player last year i know they gave it to some.
0: but he went um, from uh, he went from winger to central midfield
2: right I mean, he's, he's played outside yeah, back yeah. he's played on the wings he's played through the middle he's he's very versatile mm-hmm. it's like a more athletic james milner
1: <laughs> yeah sort of more athletic and slightly less boring Less boring and probably a tad younger, even because I mean Milner sure. is and he is ancient. I mean, geez, yeah.
0: but yeah. Um, um, so
1: anyway, ahead. yeah, you were saying is he is he betting in for the long term? I just hope he is. I don't know if he is or not. I just hope he is. I just uh, uh, I just think Daniel Levy is a very clever guy. Mm-hmm. I think Pochettino is a clever guy. I love the fact that Spurs tell everyone that they, they never admit how much money they've got to spend. Whereas other clubs seem to so quick to go to the press and say, "Oh, we're buying this and this, and we're spending this." These guys play poker, whereas everyone else is playing like a game of panini sticker album. Collect your footballer. I don't know who
0: you. I don't know who you're referring to. (laughs) 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 Um, Is there any way you could see a future where Poch leaves with some ill will uh, with the fans, or is he already just cemented?
1: I mean, I, I would say no, but then look what happened to Sol Campbell.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah Just true. jumped right over. I guess that would be the way.
1: It could be the way. I mean, yeah. I mean, I hope not because I think he's been brilliant for the club. Yeah. So, So yeah, he's, he's been brilliant.
0: The one way to build on that, um, we talked about how there's room to grow and, and Spurs are growing as a team. Uh, it, it's In one way, it's a summer to really – spend money and continue building but the counterpoint to that is making sure you don't lose and it's a summer where (laughs) and i mean that in the sense of it's a summer where you're looking at targets and who you can bring in to build on a successful season but you also need to look at the players who are potentially leaving and when i look at the list of names um ericsson all the eld has the release clause and then Pat mentioned this might be addition by subtraction before we got on, but Trippier potentially leaving as well. Um, how do you see this summer shaping up in, in consolidating what you have and building?
1: Yeah, I think uh, a couple of things. I think that um, I think Harry Winks becomes very important. I think now is the season for him Inter- to, we actually need to work out if he's an England midfielder or not. I think that um, it would be great if we could find someone to take the pressure off Kane and actually play off him as a true number 10. If that's Vincent Dele Ali. Vincent perhaps. <laughs> wow, yeah. He's been saving I mean, that one
2: for 23 minutes.
1: I'm sure he has. I'm sure he has. Wow. You know what? I think he was only 17 million, and um, at least he's not mezzo Ozil, so there's always that. So, you know. Mark,
2: you're coming at me. That was James having the go. <laughs> oh, I know, but, I know. But, no, I have to respect know, it. But,
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, Mesut Ozil's on how much three hundred and fifty thousand a week? Wow! Yeah, I mean, wow, quite a bit. Quite a that's bit. that's a bit. almost
0: that's almost Alexis Sanchez. <laughs> yeah, it is, right? Alexis Sanchez.
1: Wow! I mean, geez. Anyhow, what is it anyway? So back to your question. <laughs> we digress. Uh, you're already a right. regular.
0: You're already a regular on Friend of la Prem.
1: Oh well, that's great. Um you can
0: I'm, I'm very honoured. I'm very honoured. If you can take the uh, conversation to Ozil, no matter what you're talking about.
1: <laughs> well, now I've got Sanchez as well. I mean, jeez. Anyway, just, yeah. I don't know if you saw he's playing well for Chile at the minute. Sorry to digress. He actually had two great games for them. So yeah, must yeah. be something, it must be something to do with a manager at Manchester United or something. Who knows?
0: Mm. Uh, we'll keep tabs on him.
1: <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, Harry Winks. Um, I think that uh, we obviously need to do something about right back. I feel bad for Trippier. I think he had a great World Cup. I don't know what happens to a player to make him have such a terrible season, but the thing about Trippier is I think he's a wing back. I don't think he's a fallback. Um,
2: yeah, I agree with that.
1: And uh, the, the, the thing, like, if I had one criticism of Pochettino over the last couple of years, it's what he did to Alderweireld last year. I don't know if you remember how there was the transfer scenario and then basically Alderweireld got benched
2: mm-hmm. for a long time. Yeah.
1: And uh, I still think, honestly... Uh, I think Van Dyke is the only central defender who's better than him. That's that's how I feel in in the Premier League. Wow. Uh, that's yeah, that's so. a great take.
2: Not even
0: mentioning Mustafi. <laughs> it's, it's, it's,
2: that's that's interesting. I would have. I mean, I I, I rate Alderweireld as well, but I would have, I would have even taken Vertonghen ahead of him. But maybe that's just I don't I don't watch enough Spurs games to. To really see the value and it's in, funny. In I, I, I agree with seems that. Like Maybe from an outside perspective,
0: character. Vertonghen takes credit for what Alderweireld Alderweire might be doing because I would have said Vertonghen as well.
1: Yeah, look, I think Vertonghen's great too, but I just think um, the thing about Alderweireld, I think, it's just his physicality and his ability to contest, you know, the headed ball. But uh, yeah. is like, you know, I mean, I don't want to don't want to be ridiculous, but he's a great ball playing centre back. Maybe the best ball playing centre back. In the Premier League, I think as a as a duo, um, I don't know. I, I would stand them up against whoever Liverpool's got with Van Dyke. I can't even remember who the other guy is. Matip,
2: um, Matip, yeah, and Matt uh, sometimes Gomez. Well, I, an and intro, I think,
1: so. I think City have Otamendi right and John Stones. Uh, uh, I would. I'd say Laporte is
2: Laporte, yeah, their best, yeah, yeah, best yeah. performer. Okay, yeah, Laporte you're and Stones right. probably. But I would take yeah. I, I wouldn't even put them in the same category. Yeah, I do not I like just, sounds
1: I just think older Weird is. Uh, I mean, when he pings that diagonal ball out on the left of sun, which he mm-hmm. does about five times a game, by the way, it's mm-hmm. a thing of beauty. And um, you know, I is it worth letting him go on a release course for twenty five million, or is it not just better that they give him another contract? I don't know.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think that the we're we're on. I think kind of the meat of the matter with Spurs is they've taken very incremental steps forward every year for the last several years and uh, you know I think it's it's not the, the sexiest way to rise but this is seemingly to me one of the bigger summers for them because they have built such a strong foundation I don't know that they make the jump to catch City of Liverpool this year but you know they're making steps to close that gap and so if they can add uh, the, the, the reverse Dembele no Dembele to the squad and not lose anybody else I rate I rate Aria actually and so if they can kind of keep I mean, I, I just think the only only place that they really need to improve is in that the, the that center midfielder and take that, that's I would say is their 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 weakest area. Um, yeah. You know, given given the, the steps that Son made last year, um, Erickson and Kane obviously what they bring to the table and Deli Alley, you know, hate him or love them, uh, is productive. So I, I don't really think they need to do much more on the attack. I do agree with you, uh, especially with Kane's injury history recently. Lorente isn't going to cut it behind him. And I think he actually just just went out of contract as well. But is there still a question over what Lorente is doing? I thought he just—I I thought his contract just ended. I think it's just ended. I think yeah. it's just ended. I All think right. he's, he's yeah. out. So they're—I pro- mean, that, that, assuming that they add somebody, I'm not really sure who they're um, looking at in the transfer window. or If there's somebody that can step into that role, yeah. If they don't well, the lose impact. anybody, I, I don't know. I, I I I envy Spurs' position. I'm Let mm-hmm. me put it that way if they're not able to lose yeah.
1: anybody. I think that um, you're right about central midfield. That was the big point I was uh, sort of coming up to, which is apparently we're in for this guy from Lyon, this and Ndombele. I don't know if you've seen his... It seems like every footballer has a YouTube reel these days. I don't know yeah. if you've seen his reel. I, I was watching
0: watching Bissaka's for about half an hour <laughs> yesterday.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm surprised they can get one out of just 20 games for a player. But yeah, I mean... Oh, I thought he played know. the full season.
2: Hey, oh, did he? Consider yourselves lucky. I'm out here scouting League One, just seeing what, <laughs> what we might be able to afford this year. Hopefully, um, well,
1: please, please give Ipswich some money because uh, they're terrible and they're in League One now. So. Yeah, we'll,
2: we'll hook it up. We'll hook it up. Well, you're definitely right. making shirt
0: sales money back on Mdombele Dem- by just adding an N in front of those leftover Musa Dembele jerseys.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. The yeah. S- stadium's if, if, not going to pay for itself. Yeah, Daniel Levy is nothing but not a businessman. That's sure. You're right.
2: Mm. But yeah. anyway, you uh, go on, Mark. You're just just beginning to speak on this. Uh, seeming no, seemingly just, high probability just, transfer.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, if it's not him, they need a central midfielder. I think they need two. I think Harry Winks can be one of the three in central midfield. Mm-hmm. I have a little bit of uh, a bit of well, I was I was Christian Eriksen's biggest biggest supporter for a long long time. I felt for the last twenty games of the system, he went what, season just gone. I think he went walkabout and to be honest, I think he played the Champions League final like someone who didn't want to do his cruise ship before his big transfer. I, I'm putting that out there. Like,
2: yeah.
1: I, I think it was time for Ericsson to go. Um, I've, if I could, you know, he's a great two-footed player, but I could tell you I counted on my, on two hands how many times he would hit the first guy on the corner. Oh my God. Just get mm-hmm. it past the first man. So I think it's time for Ericsson to go. I think if Real Madrid given the money, it on a decent central midfielder and I think the other big thing about this season will be does Deli Alley become what he can become
2: yeah that was I I, thank you thank you for bringing that up yeah 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 he's shown he's shown flashes and that that is um because i obviously Erickson's a great player um but I I I did want to ask the question you know if you're in a position that you're in to try and like keep this keep the status quo but take a step forward and somebody wants out like Erickson you know, I mean, if, if you feel like that's impacting his play, if, if you feel like the, the lure of Real Madrid is not forcing him to fully commit to Tottenham, you know, we talked about the margin for error. I mean, do you, know, you think he should still be sold this summer? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Like, Real Madrid, I mean, they've got enough money to, to buy, you know, all of the Premier League, but they've already spent $300 million this summer. I don't know if they're going to be looking to pay up whatever Eric's transfer fee is, probably... 80 yeah ish something i don't know yeah
1: yeah i think uh pochettino's calling card is getting the most out of his people and he does that by raising their game mentally uh it's a fact and i think christian erickson's gone in his mind i think Mm -hmm. he's gone so i think you get rid of him and i think you get as much money as you can for him and say thanks for the good times
0: yeah yeah it is uh, i think the key step there is acknowledging that and i'm sure some of the backroom can acknowledge that because It's funny how so much of a really talented player's game can go if their mind just falls off. And I think, you know, this player has his critics as well, but I think you need to respect Hazard for the season that he had, knowing full well that he was going to... Multiple seasons. Really. And I'm saying this one specifically because I think it was talked about and known for a while that his eyes were on Real Madrid, but he still gave his everything versus, um, you know, I think... You could look at Erickson as an example of a player whose mind's gone, and the performances go as well. Or the the good one to bring up is Sanchez, who's just counting his money and and not really playing. I was going
2: to say, we I mean it's important to me that we bring this back to Mesedozo, but you know, <laughs> I would rather you know if if you were to kind of make a corollary, maybe this is Mesedozo two years ago, where the early signs are there, but you're trying to question like, can we bring this thing back around? Right? You know, and so maybe I I wish we ripped the Band-Aid. I was one of Ozo's longest. Longest defenders for you know, I, I held on more than I think most did, mm-hmm. and it's it's just so hard to defend them. And if this is the beginning stage with Erickson, I, I completely agree. You take your money, you let him get out of Dodge, and you use what is probably going to be a sizable transfer fee to replace him in a few different ways. And, and I don't know what those who those players yeah. are, but yeah, um, yeah I, you're you're going to get the most for him right now. Yeah, I'd have to say. I'd, I'd say your thinking's right there, Mark. Well, thanks very much. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> in my professional opinion. Yeah, um, I uh,
1: you know, appreciate that. But, yeah, I, I just think, like you guys said, it's like we've all got we've all got players we wish we didn't hang on to or, you know, we wish we didn't buy. But I think Ericsson's been, you know, the, the thing about Ericsson is a wonderful two-footed player. Like, his yeah. left and right foot are as good as each other, and that's what makes him special. But I do think that... Um, by the time we were getting towards the end of that season, he was jumping out of tackles he should have been committing to. That's mm-hmm. how I feel.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, we, can, I, we can bring this over from the team, I guess, a bit to the new stadium that you guys are playing in. Looks amazing. Mm. How happy are you to be out of Wembley? Uh, well, I think Spurs had a great record at Wembley, actually. If
1: I'm not wrong, I think their stats there were pretty awesome like in terms of the results.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But... Yeah, obviously not good for building a culture, building that an atmosphere. atmosphere. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think that, um, yeah, it's an exciting time. I mean, obviously, Patrick, you went you went through that recently with Arsenal as well. Um, it's all got to come down to now, does, does the numbers work? I, you know, it's funny. I don't want to talk necessarily negatively about Arsenal here, but I just, I do Please feel do. like the state. <laughs> it's the, my favorite the, thing
2: to do. It's <laughs> therapeutic.
1: I feel like the um, a trap that Tottenham mustn't fall into is the stadium hangover which I think has affected Arsenal for quite a while now. I just Interesting. You know, I just feel like obviously we Arsenal knew there was a debt it had to be paid and I think that the new stadium basically undid Arsene Wenger in the end. I feel like that was the it was sort of the lump, you know, the hump he couldn't get over because up until that stadium hmm. you know, it was it was Arsenal a Man U the whole way. It's sort of interesting how it hasn't quite... You know, I'm just hoping that the same thing doesn't happen to Spurs.
0: What do you you think the problem was with the Emirates?
1: I think it was paying for it, to be completely honest. It was... And also... Okay, so it wasn't just that, but it's also Arsenal have their ownership issues, which Patrick can obviously talk more to than myself. But what's in Spurs' favour, I guess, is that they're still a British-owned club. And uh there's no boardroom there's no boardroom shenanigans happening with spurs it's uh you know here's here's daniel levy he's a difficult guy to deal with but he has the purse strings and you know who's in charge whereas i think uh unfortunately for arsenal their their ownership got in the mix and started arguing and wanting things and i think it eventually it filters down to what the manager can do um by the same token uh like you guys said this is all for nothing unless spurs invest in their players this year so they gotta they gotta they gotta juggle that cost of a new stadium with some decent players, no doubt.
2: Yeah. I mean I think that they're in a position right now where Spurs missing the Champions League it would be a surprise to me if that happened. I think that they'll continue to have that money for I mean, I can't imagine that changing in the next three years, but you know, that's the landscape of football can change so quickly. But I I don't think that they're gonna be wanting for money in that sense. So you know, I, I do. I do agree. It's a very important few years, and um, I did have one, one of my uh, true or false questions for you. Is <laughs> around this era of Spurs, and it is—is is this generation of Spurs the golden generation? And if not, what do they need to do to become that?
1: Mm. Do you know what? Um, it depends if you measure golden generation by how good Manchester City are, and I don't mean that. To deflect, but I mean, look, is this okay? So, your, your actual question is, is this your golden generation? I hope not. I hope the golden generation is to come. I think this is an excellent generation. Mm-hmm. I think that a couple of player improvements in the right areas, buying young and defining what Tottenham's culture is. I, uh, you know, sorry, I've got like as compared to Manchester United, who had their golden generation, I, I feel.
2: And I'll just agreed. say what was... Very much agreed, Mark. Yeah, Very, um, very what, astute observation.
1: Yeah, and I just feel that what made Manchester United special was the homegrown players. Mm-hmm. And what's mm. got to make them special is the homegrown players eventually. And that's why I think uh, Harry Winks, Harry Kane, it's important they stay. And uh, it, this is close to being the golden generation, but I think it had to come. But um, by the same token, someone's got to knock City off and they just have the deepest pockets in the world and they just keep buying great players. So what do you do?
0: Yeah. And um, it feels like the team that could knock them off next season is a Liverpool team that is just going to get better.
2: Yeah. They're intentionally yeah, so. not spending this year. Yeah. They said we could spend, we have the money to spend, but we don't need to. Yeah.
1: Can I ask can I ask you guys a question? A quick one on that?
2: Of course. Who mm, I don't yeah. know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> who was your um who is your favorite Liverpool player to watch this year?
2: Ooh, probably for, for me, we're not counting Sturridge. I'd probably count. I'd say, I'd probably say Robertson. Yeah. Rob, uh,
0: uh, I'm going to go with Trent. Oh yeah. Trent was great too. I, um, I think he should be playing right back for England instead of Kyle Walker. And I don't even know yeah. if that's a, a hot take as I we'll don't call it. So.
1: Yeah. I, I think he should be too. And it's funny cause we've all picked three different players cause I've just picked, I'm going to pick Sadio Mane and, uh, We've just, do you know what I mean? Like they they they're strong across the board, like Liverpool are strong across the board. Now, just like Spurs have got a central midfield issue, I think Liverpool have, and I think if they sorted that out, they've mm-hmm. got a chance of getting City this year. Do
0: you reckon? Right. Do you reckon Coutinho will come back? No,
1: I'm not, I don't know. I don't know.
0: I could very much see that happening. Um, yeah, because I think their issue might be the creative link between midfield and strike. Uh, striking because um, when you talk about their weak link being in the midfield, I think they have some really solid players in there, but they don't have their creative engine, um, so mm. to speak. So, yeah, yeah. I just, no, I wonder,
1: what it, I wonder what it says to a player's mentality that if you if you go to Barcelona like you did, and they're the epitome of uh, what's it called, tiki taka, yeah, and, uh, and he didn't make it there, yeah. So,
2: yeah, is yeah. he the
1: guy? Who, do you know what I mean? Is he the guy to get you over the over the hurdle to City? I don't know. That's, no, that's... no. He
2: went. He went to. Uh, he went to Barcelona to win a Champions League, and then his former club went to two straight Champions League finals. That's not the mentality of somebody that like wants to, wants to work to win. He wanted. Mm. He's doing what Nigel De Jong's doing. He said, "I can't wait to go to Barcelona so I can pass to Messi." That's that. that yeah. guy's not a guy you want on your side. You want a guy who's gonna wants to attack. Frankie De Jong. Yeah, Frankie De Jong. What? A, <laughs> Nigel. Ooh. Yeah.
0: Got your De Jong's in a, in yeah, a mix. Yeah, yeah
2: it's not a proper episode if i don't completely misname somebody
0: <laughs> that's that's all good but um yeah no i think to bring it back to the golden generation question it's interesting that your your answer was almost kind of like what's our measuring stick right um in, in in a certain season or time period yes this would be but the standard of football has changed and i think it would be a disservice to to spurs if we were saying this is the golden generation because it's the best it's going to get and i think uh, there's a hunger and desire to keep building on this team
2: which is what you need if you're it's going a, to unsee those players it's a new grit the grit, yeah. like I, the we use what i what the only thing i had left to hold on to was james's point about you know spursy i, I, I might be losing that and it, it's just terrifying
0: well yeah and you talked to mark you talked about a new culture because uh, i think your
2: existing culture
0: is spursy <laughs> <laughs> do you yeah, remember but... you remember lads at stottenham <laughs> say, say that again sorry do i remember the the famous speech Ferguson used to give. Uh, at oh half yeah, time. Yeah, 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 lads yeah, in yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah.
1: They, I mean, bottlers. Yeah, no doubt about it. They were definitely bottlers. I mean, we had uh, we've had a funny we've had a funny time with some funny management, but um, uh, you know, the golden generation. Here's here's the thing. I think I think if Spurs are going to have a shot at it, the most important person they have to keep is Pochettino. I think yeah, it, it without it, a doubt. It, it's not it's not a player issue. Uh, it's it's. Keep him, keep him, and you've got a shot. I just I just think the guy, uh, yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable so, manager.
0: So let me put this hypothetical situation to you. In mm. in no way, shape, or form would Pochettino leave midseason. Uh, so let's talk about, fast forward a year from now, let's say Spurs finish fourth, knocked out of the Champions League in the quarterfinals, so it's not necessarily a build. It almost feels like a step back. Are, are Spurs fans going to be on the edge of their seat really nervous that Pachettino's going to leave? What kind of strides do you need to make for it to be another <laughs> successful season?
1: Yeah, look, I, I think he's a realist and I think that I think if he gets number if, if he gets second in the Premier League, I think he'll stay for one more try.
2: right? Yeah.
1: but uh, I don't think just to be realistic, if Spurs got to the quarterfinals of the Champions League again, I would be over the moon. Are you kidding? That's just a great result. That's that's awesome. So, uh, yeah. if we spend the money, that means that we should be going further. Then of course I'll be disappointed. But this is Tottenham. They're not going to spend megabucks. I just, you know, we're maybe going to break our transfer record on one central midfielder, and that will be it. Yeah. Because uh, that's the way Tottenham are. But um, I think if Pochettino got us to second in the league, that would be enough for him to stay for one more try. But I think if we, I agree with you. If we got to fourth, for example, I think he might just have his head turned because one of the one of the big clubs will be firing their manager, and that will be it.
0: Right, and we never found out. I'm sure United will be, but uh, we we never found out if he would have taken the United job if he was asked, because Oli came in. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, I think you know. I think Man United's lost there. Sorry, buddy. I just think that I think that was not a master stroke hiring that guy. I, I, I don't know. I might be wrong at the end of the season, but I don't have a lot of hope for you.
0: Yeah, no, uh, neither do I. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll talk about that at another time. Sure. But I, I, what I will say is I, I appreciate and respect your, your sense of patience and building a culture because there are certain clubs that patience isn't a word that exists for them and yeah. rebuilding.
2: So, Yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah. you, you hope it exists, but it's like, I mean, sorry, wins a trophy and is basically shuttled out this year. You know, I mean, he, he left on his own accord. But yeah, we'll talk you know. about club culture. Yeah, it's a, it's it's something that it's yeah. There would be a cautious optimism, I think, I would have as a Spurs fan, uh, just around what we're building, but what could also be potentially taken away.
0: Yeah,
1: I'm pretty I'm pretty grateful for what we've done so far the last couple of years for sure. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. Do you want to jump into? I'm, I notice we're coming up on forty-five minutes. We can take this into a quick sort of bonus question round, if if you're up for it. Sure, am, a Thank little, you. A little, a little yep. more lighthearted. Uh, is is your favorite Spurs fan or most well-known Spurs fan Mike Dean? Do you think? <laughs> uh, I think not. <laughs> have you have you seen that that YouTube clip?
2: Yes. Yeah, I it think is, I it is, it's <laughs> infuriating. It is infuriating. <laughs> it was against yeah. Arsenal. <laughs> He's celebrating with the whole squad. Man loves yeah, a good yeah. advantage call.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Man, Pochettino took it to him. He tore his yeah. asshole. Yeah, oh, that I mean, was yeah. awesome. He that tore his awesome. asshole.
0: Yeah. yeah. I was gonna say after that, I think there's some some fractured some fractured relationship yeah. there. Yeah. 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 No doubt. Um. We already touched on Vincent Janssen. I was wondering if he was gonna come good <laughs> this season. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he good. i think he uh,
0: do you know what he's wearing the number nine
1: yeah uh, you, are you guys familiar with a children's car- a children's book character called noddy have you ever uh, heard of it, noddy
0: it bell. i'm not but uh, you all might right. need to enlighten patrick
1: well just just look up look up noddy the kids book online and that's spurs fans nickname for him because he looks like noddy and it's just appropriate it's just that's all i can say <laughs> We've got the computer up. And oh, that's us. gold! Yeah, just the, they, just the ears and yeah, the ears and the rest. Yeah, I think they scored
0: the same amount of goals in the Premier League. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, he's not. He's
1: yeah, He's definitely not part of the golden generation. If that's your question, <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's good. Um, do you have a favorite uh, North London derby or, or moment from the North London derby? And then uh, I can balance that with Patrick's take.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. Look, I know I mentioned it earlier in the podcast, but my favourite moment is that FA Cup semi final. I think it was '91 and Gascoigne's free kick, and uh, yeah, just uh, David Seaman's face. Yeah,
0: perfect. Ah, uh, yeah, I'll pull that one up for Patrick. At yeah, some point.
2: I'll, I'll go watch that. Uh, my favourite has to be um, Hugo Loris's save on Abamyang at the at the last Wembley North London derby this year. James and I woke up at 4 in the morning for that game, stayed all the way through the end, got a gift of a penalty, and Aubameyang couldn't slot it home. And that was probably the difference mm-hmm. between Champions League. I'm still upset about that one, Mark. That was the moment? That was my
0: favorite. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. You had Aaron, you had, uh, Aaron Ramsey uh, dribbling from the halfway line, and uh, now he's at Juventus. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Fifth highest played player mm-hmm. in the world, though. On the, if that's what the wages he was demanding, we'll get into this later, but that's what he was demanding, <laughs> uh, thanks for the memory.
0: Yeah. mm um, <laughs> If you, uh, okay, uh, Mark, if you could take one Arsenal player, who would it be? And then same question <laughs> for Patrick. Good question. Wow.
2: Um, uh, Bellerin. Wow. Wow. I like that answer because it's a good fit. Um, yeah. Well, given what I have to look at and a guy named uh, Scroda Mustafi and your glowing <laughs> recommendation of Outer Wild, I would have to take Outer Wild. That's the biggest hole on Arsenal. And if you got, a gritty, get stuck in kind of center defender that is overrated. That's a guy I want.
1: Yeah, that's. Uh, I think that's a fair swap. We could do it tomorrow. Ooh, that's a good. I. Mm.
2: Yeah, I'd probably do that. What? I'd probably do that. Let's get Levy on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, Patrick, do you have anything else? Yeah. Well, I, I I just can't let you go without getting a prediction for this upcoming season. Um, need to know what what what. Um, Basically, the way that we always define things for our respective fans is what would you consider to be a successful season? Basically, what is the line for happiness and disappointment?
1: Okay. I think with with the way the offseason is panning out, I think I would be happy if uh, if Tottenham got third. Um, My little prediction for the season is I think that uh, I think Chelsea are not going to make the top four and I think that I think that Leicester are going to fight a relegation battle this year. I said it there first.
2: Wow! Wow! A relegation battle. Love that hot yes. take. We will yeah. have to get you on with Andy at some point to discuss that. But that is a that is a that is a hot take, and we love hot takes here. Yeah, that's An- a great yeah. one.
0: Andy, being the guy who uh, commented on the famed uh, concessions at the LAFC <laughs> Bank of California uh, really? Stadium, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, right. He right. is he is one of our dear friends who's a. A red-blooded American. And uh, we we gave him Leicester to be his team that he can support. And I we, we don't think he's watched a single game this season. But, <laughs> but he calls in like he has. Uh, yeah. So yeah, give us some color to that relegation battle. You just think the players who made them good are aging out and nope. they haven't brought in the good replacements?
1: No, I just think that... Um, uh, well, actually, what you've just said, I, I do think that if they lose Neil Madison... Is it Matt, Neil Madison? I can't James, remember. James Madison. James, James Madison. James Madison. I think if they lose him, I just don't. I look at the rest of that at Leicester eleven, and I just think, you know what? You're incredibly average. And, Vardy's uh,
0: not. Yeah, Vardy's think, not a feared think, striker anymore.
1: Not anymore. And I think Watford are getting better. I think Wolves are getting better. I think Everton are getting better. And then I, I just, I just think Leicester need to sort of work out who they are. And I think Brendan Rodgers is going to get found out again. This is my little inside take.
2: Not a um, character. Yeah, I do love yeah. Brendan Rodgers. Failure. And, that would that'd be a great storyline. Yeah,
1: and uh, I think this is a, a little bit contrary, Pat, to your last episode. I was listening, but I think Wolves are going to have a great season.
0: I think that was my take. I thought oh, Wolves was going. Right. I thought Wolves was going to drop off because um, of the Europa League
2: right. nonsense. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Mark. I think that's. I think that's a joke. I think that they uh, they, they they just need to kind of figure out how to not have those uh, the banana peel games against the top six. Yes. They were as good as anyone in the three to six range, uh, but gets, they would, but they, they, they Huddersfield won three games last year, two of them against Wolves. So they got, they got to tighten things up a little bit, and, but I, you know, they have high ambitions. I think their, their owner said that they're going to win the premier league within seven years. So I expect them to, to add a couple, couple pieces. I mean, but I, I think for them, the story is retention as well. Can you keep
0: Neves? Can you keep Jota? Uh, I don't know what, Joao, even, I don't, I don't yeah. know how Matinho is there in the first place. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, that's interesting. I like that Lester take. We'll we'll have to have you back on to see if, how that pans out. Well,
1: I don't, I, you know, I don't wish I don't wish bad on them, but I just I just don't see enough. Right? Yeah, that's, that's my take. No, that's fair.
0: Well, thanks for having me on, Mark. Thanks so much. Thanks, uh, this has been this has been great, and you know, we uh, we look forward to catching up again soon.
1: Yep. Thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks, Mark. Mark.
2: Bye. Thanks for being such
1: good hosts. Bye, bye.
2: What's up, Prem Heads? Make sure to find us on Apple Podcasts at Prem De La Prem, a Premier League podcast, and smash that subscribe button for all other interviews, segments, and hot takes that you can handle. You can also find us on Instagram for some fire content at Prem De La Prem Podcast. No spaces, no punctuation, just like life.